Welcome to the East Meets West podcast, a positive and safe space to connect and inspire our community and each other as Asian Australians through interesting conversations and personal stories. I'm Claire. I'm Cindy. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jason. This week, we have a very special guest joining us all the way from Singapore. So give it up for singer, songwriter, Jason Yu. Hi, hello. (laughs) I'm Jason Yu. All right, so uh, I'm a singer-songwriter, but I'm also currently still a full-time student at Monash Mm. University. So for the past few years, I've been in Melbourne, actually. But right now, I'm in Singapore because of COVID. So uh, my parents were worried, so I came back to ease their minds a little bit. But yeah, uh, I'm on my final semester uh, in uni, can't wait to graduate. And since 2018, I've been putting up music online uh, onto streaming platforms and trying to build my career as a singer-songwriter and Mm -hmm. as an artist. So that's pretty much what I've been busy with recently. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And a little bit of background, Jason and I, we actually met when he was performing at NUS when I was on exchange there last year. And he has this amazing voice and I remember I was just in the campus center and he was just like standing there and he was like strumming his guitar um and I think he was singing like perfect by Ed Sheeran yeah something by Ed Sheeran yeah 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 Yeah. Ed Sheeran Um, my go-to exactly oh and you know it's captivating your voice you know and I don't know what compelled me to you know just approach you like that um I probably just like went to get your YouTube or your Spotify or something um but from from that conversation we had, we actually found out that we were both studying in Melbourne, except that you were yeah. an international Whoa. student in Melbourne. Yeah. And yep. we actually had a lot of mutual friends on Facebook. So, yep. you know, it was pure coincidence, but I feel really lucky to have met you because not only is it really amazing to see your growth and success, but it's also really interesting to hear the experiences of someone, you know, your age who is pursuing a career in an area that people like me and Claire and Cindy, <laughs> you know, work sort of, you know, yappies or young Asian mm-hmm. professionals, mm-hmm. we yeah. could have never thought was an option. So growing up, did you always know that you wanted to be a singer or work in the music industry? Well, yes and no. <laughs> so like, you know, during like Chinese New Year, when you go visiting yeah. um, your relatives yeah. and then like your aunt comes and says like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And then like, I didn't really know. So <laughs> yeah. I would give like those standard answers like, oh, I want to be a lawyer because yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. sounds cool. <laughs> Um, like out of the three options I get to choose from, right? Engineer, yeah. um, doctor, doctor, lawyer. I think lawyer sounds pretty cool. Like, whoa, yeah. the law. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But I actually didn't know what a lawyer does. I just mm. like said it. Yeah. So I only realized I wanted to get serious into music maybe when I was like 17 or 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Because, uh, yeah, my, my friends, like, um, they realized I could sing because in secondary school, so like in high school, I would like just annoy people with my singing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I just enjoy singing a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like I didn't know if I was good or not I just yeah. sang for the fun of it like yeah, uh, during yeah. class like I just sing to the person next to me it was <laughs> super annoying yeah, oh my god me, like, shut up yeah <laughs> and at one <laughs> point they were like hey this guy's actually pretty good <laughs> yeah this is actually not annoying this is like so nice for my ears <laughs> 
there was one guy um yeah. I wasn't especially like close to but he heard my voice I was yeah. just that obnoxious with my singing yeah. and then um so he goes to a church and then his church was holding like a like a band competition like and then he invited me to like join his band as the singer oh, and so I did okay. and then like we won the competition actually wow, wow. your first time well, actually, the first time I sang on stage yeah. was actually um, when I was 11 in primary school. Yeah. That was like for a Teacher's Day concert thing. And uh, it was with a bunch of friends. There were like five, five 11 year olds on stage. Yeah. Each of us, like, we just took turns singing different verses of Tonghua. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. I love Tonghua. <laughs> it's the anthem. My go to karaoke Iconic. song. I know, right? Iconic. Yeah, so that was my first time, but like, yeah. obviously, like, I just did it for fun back then. Like, I never really knew if I could sing or not. Yeah. And if I look back at those videos now, I would say, like, the videos of those performances, I would say I, I couldn't sing. <laughs> but I guess it's, you see, like, at 14, uh, when I won the competition, and then yeah. we performed at, like, an auditorium of 2,000 people. And then, yeah. like, I got so much positive validation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> positive reaffirmation for, like, 14-year-old kids. So, like, I was like, oh, man, maybe I should, like, stick to this yeah. singing thing, you know? <laughs> it, like, encouraged you. Yeah, they were super encouraging. And, wow. like, you know, people from church are, like, super nice. So, probably lying to me about my singing. But, yeah. I mean, it's good because, yeah, it propelled me to kind of pursue it. Um, I never really took active steps into pursuing a career in music yeah. because I knew I was like definitely uh, interested in it but mm. you know do I want it as a career I still mm. wasn't sure like yeah. so I didn't really actively try to pursue it but as the years went by like when I got to like 18 or 19 I realized when I'm doing things that I'm not interested in or not yeah. passionate in I do like a really bad job of it but I really really enjoyed music I would daydream about like performing on stage and stuff so really I guess what was it like music in general like instruments or was it singing specifically actually it was singing specifically so yeah. I only bothered to like learn the guitar because I felt it was quite lame to always have to play like like a background track <laughs> and then sing to it like it's kind of lame i want to be like whoa a musician yeah and, like, <laughs> holding a guitar like yeah if i look like a musician i feel like it's there's so much more depth to me mm. than like i'm just a singer have you ever had any like singing lessons after you decided to take it seriously were you like oh i need to learn or did you just do it yourself and this is my natural talent <laughs> no so i think when i was 15 i actually started going for lessons i bugged my dad to like get lessons for me so i did but then i ended up skipping them oh. <laughs> they were group lessons and then i feel like they didn't really help me that much like yeah my classmates weren't like people that were necessarily musically inclined and then mm. <laughs> uh, a year went a year went by and then like the guy next to me like he still couldn't sing so i feel like the lessons weren't doing anything for me yeah so yeah. i went for lessons but did they help me i don't know but i'm doing a like a major sort of like a major in pop vocal performance right now in uni oh. so i am getting uh formal lessons so what are you studying in uni yeah uh it's a bachelor of music and i specialize in performance and to be specific pop vocal performance oh. and contrasting it from like those uh performance institutes because like it's mm. monash right it's like an academic institution so yeah we have to learn a lot of things we have to like write essays as well it's not just yeah. all performance yeah. so mm. like those things really uh get me down because i am not interested in <laughs> in the academic <laughs> side of things you just want to yeah. perform yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm not interested in writing about the ethnomusicology of improvisation <laughs> yeah. and music and history mm. 
yeah, but I have to. That is um pretty interesting, like how you ended up、uh, deciding to pursue music, like not just as a hobby, but also higher education, right? Like,、yep. is that、yep. something that you had always knew you were going to? Do because I'm I'm wondering like is it something that you discussed with your parents and then they were like okay you can do music but only if you study it as well. I actually didn't plan to do a bachelor of music in uni. I was at first going for a bachelor of arts, like I wanted to major in media and communications. So when I first got to Melbourne, I went to Monash College. So I was supposed to do a year of a diploma of arts, and then you can get the credits from the diploma of arts and go into second year of bachelor of arts in uni, and then I major in media and comms. But then when I was in Monash College, I did units like media and communications, media and culture, and、mm. then I realized. It's so not for me. It's so theoretical.、Yeah. Um, I thought it'd be a lot more hands-on.、Mm. Maybe I should have went to RMIT or something.、Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> didn't do enough research on the uni. But the reason why I didn't want to go to a music degree at first is because,、mm. like, I knew I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. But、mm. I also knew that you don't necessarily need a bachelor of music to succeed in the music industry. You need like a portfolio. You need experience. You're not gonna send your demo to Warner and then they're they're not gonna ask you like, do you have like a degree in music? Yeah. All right, you're signed. <laughs> no, it's not. Like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your web? <laughs> Send us your yeah. resume. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really necessary, but as I did my year in like the arts diploma, I realized、yeah. I still had to put a lot of effort into it. And then if I'm not gonna actually use that degree when I graduate, then it's a bit of a waste. I felt very unfulfilled learning things that I wasn't very interested in.、Mm. And so、um, I decided that I go take a mu- music degree anyways because、mm. at least the things I learned I would be able to apply right now as I'm trying to build、yeah. my career as well as after I graduate. I mean, I would say the music degree won't be as useful as、yeah. a bachelor of arts degree. Uh, but things I actually learn would be um yeah more useful for me. Well, like on the topic of you know uni and degrees, obviously you've chosen like a pretty unconventional path for like us Asians, right?、Mm-hmm. So what has been the response of like your family and your friends? Did they always you know openly support your passion, or have there been people that are like a bit more traditional and tell you that you know it's sort of a hard path to take? Like, do you have any pressure from your family? Yeah, the the pressure is definitely there.、Um, yeah. My parents are very supportive now,、uh, especially my dad, because he just loves to see me work hard at what I love. To him, it's like as long as I'm happy, then he's happy with whatever I'm doing. That's really encouraging. Uh, but at the start, like when I was fourteen or fifteen, yeah. Um, you know that competition I talked about, right? The one that I、yeah. won. Yeah. So one of the judges, he was like a mando pop veteran in Singapore's mando pop scene. Yeah. And then he wanted to like kind of take me under his wing. Ah,、oh, uh, that's start, so good. Yeah, start like grooming me to become a full fledged artist. Like a mando. From a young age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he didn't like approach me. He approached um.、Uh, My cell group leader at、oh, the time, and、yeah. then my cell group leader relayed that to my parents. Yeah. yeah. And then my parents said no. Oh, oh my god. I mean, I don't think it's that surprising. Anyway, like they wanted me to like focus on my studies, right? I was yeah, of course, yeah. But the thing is, like, I never knew about this whole discussion until、oh. like a few years ago, when like a friend of mine who was in like the same same church、yeah. group, right? He didn't know. I didn't know of this, so he、oh. just like let.、Oh、yeah, did you tell your parents? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> What was your parents' like initial reaction to you wanting to pursue music? Because you said that now you know they're proud of you and they're very supportive.、Yep. But 
what was it initially like? So after secondary school, right, I Mm -hmm. went to do a diploma at a polytechnic in Singapore. And then it was a diploma of sonic arts. So that's already sonic arts. So it's something like music and audio, audio engineering. So I'm already going down that path. Um, My mom, when I decided to take up that diploma, she was like, like, can you find any jobs with this uh, diploma? Like, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, she was just being practical, right? Yeah. I I understood where she's coming from. But yeah, like they didn't know how possible it is to have a career that's sustainable Mm. in the music industry because I would think most Asians are pretty foreign with... Yeah, it's not common. Like like, arts industry, yeah. So like what made you like not have that hold you back? Because I mean, for most of us, if our parents said something that would influence Mm. us to think oh yeah maybe like we shouldn't go on with this path Mm. but you did you know something that most of us probably wouldn't have done and like what made you want to go for it regardless of what everyone else said right so I think I'm pretty idealistic because I feel like I I need to do something that I enjoy like Mm. I can't see myself doing something that I'm not passionate in at all. And of course, like, for me to say that I have to have a certain level of, like, privilege. Like, mm, um, yeah. see, my, like, my parents can afford me to go overseas. Like, they're mm. giving me allowance yeah. and all that. So that's why I'm able to, like, make choices like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm taking advantage of it. And, like, I just really want to pursue something that I uh, get fulfillment from. Yeah. Because I feel like our jobs, right, are basically us. Because mm. that's what we'll be doing for most of our lives, working, yeah. working or sleeping. So I think yeah. it really defines you. You know, I better be finding meaning in whatever I do because I think my work is me. That's how I mm. do it. On that kind of topic then, like you've obviously performed in a number of different places, especially, you know, how you met in the middle of a campus with Jenny. Where was the weirdest place that you've ever performed? I've not actually like performed in many weird places. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty like legit, I guess. I've played at a few gigs where like only maybe four or five people were present, but they're not weird. They're just not very exciting. What about the best place you've performed at your highlight so far i wouldn't say it's like the best place objectively but i had the best time performing Mm. there because um this was at like a camp of sorts for polytechnic so it's kind of like an orientation camp so like they're all um new new student uh, enrolling into the polytechnic and then they're all super excited because it's like a three-day camp thing and then the performances were like the finale to the camp and they they were they're all so enthusiastic i just did three songs and then i think there were about five to six thousand crowd in the auditorium oh wow like oh they like sang along to it like every word oh, i sang wow. that was the best feeling ever do you get stage fright or yeah do you get scared like... i'd be so yeah. scared <laughs> um i get stage fright when i'm playing to people that i know i can't impress <laughs> So like judges or something? For example, like in class, right? uh, We have this thing called performance practice. It happens every week. And then we take turns going up to perform to our classmates. And then at the end of your performance, we have to give constructive criticism. We'd say like what's good, what's bad, and what you can improve on. And I'm just an average performer in my class because there are some really amazing singers in my class. So I know I'm not going to impress them. So (laughs) I get nervous when I have to perform to them. But from my experience, if I'm performing to a crowd that doesn't know me and doesn't really, don't really have expectations mm, then yeah. most of the time I'm not afraid because I think I can yeah, yeah impress yeah. them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
in that case, Jason, is that what drew you to busking? Because, um, you know, it's a crowd of unfamiliar faces. People don't don't know who you are, perhaps. And, you know, they don't have that expectation. Yeah, it's pretty much that reason. Uh, I started busking because uh, one of my friends, he had another friend that busks as well. And then he showed me a photo of his crowd. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. There was like, I think close to like 70 people or something in that photo yeah. just watching him. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, people actually like are interested in buskers like people in Singapore they bother to stop and then mm-hmm. I thought I'd give it a try as well because you know prior to busking I never actually actively sought out gigs mm-hmm. I never really approached bars because mm-hmm. I think I was just too scared because I, I haven't built up a repertoire of uh, like a set that I'm confident in performing so mm-hmm. I'm just always ill prepared so I didn't approach any like venues or yeah. whatever but you know when busking like you can do whatever you want there's no expectations mm-hmm. even if I do a bad job like uh, I had a bad day at busking I wouldn't feel like stressed or anything because it's just busking I'm just like they won't remember music. you the next day <laughs> I mean that's kind of sad but yeah I guess yeah, if you screw up they won't really remember you yeah but if you do a good job they will remember you yeah exactly. yeah but so it was that like I just wanted to do it for fun because I love performing mm. I love entertaining a crowd or yeah. like not even a crowd just like people in general and busking presented that opportunity to me and it's like the lowest barrier of entry for anyone who wants to start performing like mm. four years ago before I started busking I was so inexperienced like you see I didn't mm. even have a repertoire of seven songs I could confidently perform but yeah. because of how like low stress busking was yeah. uh, I started to like practice more to prepare for my sessions and then just become better like it kind of built up your confidence that way right and I just feel like there's something so magical about busking because it's literally like a group of strangers they have no connection to you but you're somehow able to just like draw this entire crowd together through right. music yeah yeah and I, I, I think it's something special like for me personally I love like you know um, you love approaching buskers (laughs) (laughs) I just I just love good music and I love live music Mm. do you busk in Australia as well when you're here Jason or just Singapore um I I do busk in uh, Australia as well but you need a permit in both Singapore and Melbourne Right. Yeah. Do you see like a difference in the crowds, like between Australian crowds and Singaporean crowds when you busk or? I don't really see like a difference in the demographics of the crowd mm. because most of the time, like uh, anyone who's there at that area, no matter like uh, the gender or the age group, like they'd be pretty open to listening to music. Like, mm. uh, to buskers uh, it's more of how the crowd interacts that is different mm. uh, Singaporeans are like a lot more reserved <laughs> they're like <laughs> super shy uh, they'll yeah. like stand a dis- they'll keep a distance away from you like so even if there's a crowd they won't be near you they'll be like I don't know a good like two meters away <laughs> <laughs> no, not even t- like I think like three, four meters. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and then they'd be so shy. Like if they want, I like, put money into my box, right? My, yeah, yeah. They run to the box, put and then like run away <laughs> yeah. because like away. uh they don't want to get the attention because like if there's a crowd, yeah, they'll feel everyone's like watching. Yeah. Uh, everyone's watching. Yeah, so. But in Australia. Yeah, in Australia, um, people are super comfortable with interacting with me. They uh they'd be not four meters away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes they'll just be beside me like next to me like a meter or something and yeah. then they'd, they'd sing along they'd dance along they're like yeah. super comfortable with expressing themselves yeah mm. uh, so in that way it's more fun uh busking mm-hmm. in melbourne it feels like people are participating mm. but even if people are just watching and not doing anything and just like oh giving me applause like it's still amazing like, i still appreciate it a lot exactly exactly like as a as a singer um or as a performer in general like 
that's kind of, I guess, what you're after, right? Validation. Validation. Right. Yes. <laughs> that's what we all want. <laughs> I just want some love. <laughs> so, I mean, like considering your journey, how did you get to where you are today? Are you signed to a label at the moment? Um, what's it looking like for your career? All right. So I'm currently not signed to like any labels or artist management at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm doing pretty much everything by myself because I feel like at this stage of my career I still can do things by myself and I wouldn't have to outsource like different tasks Mm -hmm. to people it's also a a lot more budget friendly doing things by myself yeah 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 I don't have the money to hire a publicist and all at this stage but in the future I definitely want to outsource different tasks to like different people uh, Mm -hmm. so that I can focus more on the music creation because as an artist it's almost a bit like running a business I think Mm -hmm. because it's a brand right Uh, your music is a brand and then I'm the face of that brand and I have to learn to like I don't know write press releases uh, do up ads and so I have to learn a bit about marketing yourself yeah like ad optimization and stuff yeah so I'm doing the marketing for myself yeah and the reason why I wouldn't want to be signed right now is because I feel like because I'm still at the beginning stage of my career mm-hmm. I don't have much bargaining power with like labels mm. Yeah. yeah especially like the major labels like because honestly they have limited resources because they have they do have many acts in their lineup that they only have that much people and resources they can like funnel into different acts and then if you're not like the one they believe in the most it's kind of pointless you're better off like doing things yourself until like you have enough bargaining power to get a good deal for yourself and convince them that you're worth their time and effort time yeah. and money yeah 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 that's true yeah also like the creativity expect they want you to be mainstream and i am mm. mainstream so like i actually don't have a problem with that <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of musician friends i have they're not super pop they're not into pop they're like into mm. indie like r&b so they might feel like they're selling out but like when i do pop i i don't feel like a sellout <laughs> I, I love pop music so so actually in that creativity aspect uh i'm quite in line with labels yeah yeah, yeah. i also want to make money who doesn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah when i watch like interviews and stuff with like like famous artists I feel like everyone always hints at you know how hard the music industry is to you know just thrive in because it's so competitive right there's so many people out there that are so talented have you experienced any tough times so far that have made you think like what am I even doing or like how am I going to put my name out there or like are there any tough times that you feel like you might experience in the future for me like it's always I want more of everything like I think like more success more success yeah Uh, Yeah. I'm kind of impatient like in the past few months right I released two singles uh this Mm -hmm. one called now I know and then another one called anyone and then even though I think those releases have been pretty successful like all things considered Mm. if you compare me to like other local acts in Singapore but yeah. Like I, I had such higher expectations in terms of like streams, mm. uh, like and numbers. I wanted a lot more, yeah. but my numbers, my current numbers aren't bad at all. It's just that I'm kind of like greedy. Like yeah. I feel like I want success now. But I've realized that like it's a long journey and yeah. um, you have to consistently like put out content. Uh, that is so true. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't come immediately. I feel like for a lot of um, artists and performers, you know, it's always like that hard grind and you're always waiting for like, you know, your big break. Yeah. How do you like stay motivated regardless of your expectation for yourself? Well, I'm very fortunate to have fans. They are super encouraging because um, I put a lot of effort into engaging with the people that uh, engage with my music because um, Mm. uh, you can't have a career in music 
or in the arts, I think, without very loyal supporters. Mm, yeah. You don't need just listeners, but you need people who pay money to show up at your yeah. gigs. Yeah. And because of that, like, it's really important to have a fan base. And mm. my fan base, like, it's still growing, but, like, they've been really, really supportive. They show a lot of love to me. So it's oh, very okay. encouraging. See, like, I focus so much on the, like, the business side of things mm, in music yeah. because those aspects are really important as well. Like, mm. you need to do the right PR, right pitching strategy and all that to get your yeah. songs in the good playlists and in the good yeah. books of streaming uh, platforms like Spotify yeah. and Apple Music. But then the fans, like, when they tell me how much they've related to my song and how much the songs, you know, comfort them and make them feel better, then it gives purpose to... Uh, my music and what I'm doing. So it's not all about the numbers and the figures, mm. but the real impact I'm making into people's daily yeah. lives. And that's kind of with us, um, with our podcast as well. There are some weeks where we put out an episode and we check in the week after and be like, oh, this episode is actually not doing as well as we hoped it would. Right. And yeah. we're like, oh, we put so much effort into it. Obviously, it's a bit of a mood downer. But yeah. at the same time, even if we just have one person message us and say, I really resonated with what you said in that episode. Um, you know, it, it really helped me and thank you for making it. That makes it worth it. I feel like you have been able to do that with your music and, you know, from, you know, your Insta, like you definitely have a plethora of very, very loyal fans. They show <laughs> up at your plethora, fan meets. But- <laughs> and um you know I, I feel like I feel like you've been popping like your career like you've been on fashion magazines or <laughs> one of them called you like the busking prince of Singapore yeah. <laughs> oh very oh glamorous um yeah. so yeah I, I feel like you're on a good trajectory so Jason you know talking about the music industry and trying to make it onto these big Spotify playlists Do you ever feel like there's so much competitiveness in the industry and how do you sort of deal with that? Yeah, there is uh, definitely a certain level of competitiveness, um, but it's not so bad. Yeah, because my listeners can also listen to other artists and other fans of other artists can also listen to me. So it's not exclusive. It's not like um, you own an Android or Samsung phone and then you're not a customer of Apple's. Yeah. yeah. So in that industry, it's more like competitive in that sense. But every person has like quite a lot of attention to give, I guess. Like yeah. it's just the song, like you don't have to like give a lot of your time. But there are competitive elements to it as well. Mm. So yeah. Um, for example, as a musician, right? Uh, someone who's p- putting music up onto platforms. What's very important is getting into the right playlist, the playlist that um have a lot of followers and that a lot of Mm. Um, people are listening to every day like yeah. imagine like an artist right that has no name if one day their song gets thrown into like Spotify's today's top hits yeah. just overnight they'll become like famous yeah literally. the blow up yeah. yeah so honestly right I feel uh, streaming platforms have more power than labels mm. currently yeah uh, they're like the gatekeepers yeah of, yeah um, can like literally make a career out of nothing so yeah. Um, and playlists that are limited spots mm, true right and true. then all of us we're, com- we're trying to come up with uh, like a pitch uh, that will appeal to these platforms the most so yeah. that they'll choose us and then they'll like because yeah. you know it's a business like yeah, yeah. Uh, they want to help the people that are helping their platform by yeah. bringing uh, an audience there consistently 
yeah. Like because if you release a song every like once every two years, they're not yeah. gonna really want to help you because mm. you're not helping them. But if right. you release consistently, you tell them, oh, I have a strategy for this year. I'm yeah. going to release a song every month. Yeah. And then they see like on social media, you have like, I don't know, 100k followers. Yeah. And then they'd be like, yeah, you're definitely going to bring us some ad money. Let's yeah. get you on our playlist. <laughs> like, we're going to help you because you're helping us. And yeah. so in that way, it's uh, con- competitive in that aspect. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. I've never, I've never actually like thought about that. Like, how do these artists get their names into these playlists that everyone listens to? I never thought about like who actually chooses that list, right? Is it like Spotify who's choosing that list? Like, like I, I didn't know you had to pitch yourself to them. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was that competitive. But yeah, that that's definitely really interesting. <laughs> So that's one way labels can help also if you're assigned because mm. um, they have good relationships. So Jason, where do you see like your musical career going like in the next five years? Is there anything that you have planned? Like maybe you want to put out an album or, you know, just talking about those streaming platforms. What are your next steps to maybe be in Spotify's top 50? <laughs> What's your strategy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is so like not not artistic the the how i'm gonna explain things but oh. <laughs> um yeah uh like i've highlighted how important it is to be consistent with putting mm. out content so my strategy would be to continue releasing music consistently like after i graduate this is gonna be my full time so yeah, yeah i'm gonna release an ep at like earlier next year and i'm doing it by releasing singles single by single oh. Yeah. So I'll probably like have like a song out every like two to three months till yeah, I die wow. from here on out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Amazing. I yeah. love that. We'll um, keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah, I guess backtracking to when we were talking about how you got into the music industry. And I know as Asian Australians, we already have a lot of pressure to, you know, choose a more conventional path. But you yourself as a Singaporean, like, Singaporeans are like they're very intense with their academic pressure. They like, are, they are. I guess what advice would you give somebody like yourself or like us who is perhaps thinking of pursuing something in the arts industry or music like yourself? What would you say to them? I'd say go all out and just really go for it. I love it when I see people pursue what they love. Yeah, I'd say even though it might be difficult you just really have to give your best shot for you to have the most chance of making it work. And sometimes because of how difficult things are, you might have to compromise a little bit. So you have to mm. be like flexible in the yeah. way you do yeah. things. But I think it's definitely possible to make a living off uh, what we love doing. So go for it. <laughs> To end this special episode, Jason will be performing his latest single, Anyone, live right here on our podcast. That's coming up after the outro, so stay tuned. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to Jason for joining us today. It's been so interesting to hear how you've chased this passion of yours and really made things happen. Hopefully it will inspire some other listeners out there who also have a passion to just go for it. So, Jason, where can our listeners find you and your music? Right, you can find me on social media at JasonYUUU. Uh, that's everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> uh, YouTube. And you can also find me on Spotify and Apple Music, other streaming platforms. Just search 
Jason Yu or anyone. Awesome. And if you're listening to us, the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. Um, and if you're on Spotify, just take a screenshot, share it and tag us on Instagram so we can feature you. Our Instagram is at East Meets West Podcast. So if what we talked about on this episode, you know, Jason's journey and perhaps you are an aspiring singer yourself, come join the conversation in our Facebook group. All the links will be in the show notes. And lastly, feel free to DM or Facebook us your thoughts and suggestions on what topics we should talk about next and who you would like to see featured on our podcast or just to have a chat because that's what we're here for. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. again these thoughts that creep round my head they're killing me again they don't understand can someone speak in my defense does anyone know who I am words they cut me down they leave me frozen then burn me to the ground can anyone hear me can anyone see me reaching out but there's no one around Tell me when I'm falling, tell me when I land, do I make a sound? Anyone help me, anyone care? This burden is too much to bear. What's even there to fight for when it feels like I've lost it all? time piecing the parts back together but this time you're not around I've tried and tried to be someone better but that doesn't matter when they throw those slugs at me Can anyone hear me? Can anyone see me? I'm reaching out but there's no one around Tell me when I'm falling Tell me when I land Will I make a sound? Will anyone help me? Will anyone care? This burden is too much to bear What's even there to fight for when it feels like I've lost it all? I'll swear that I'm okay, but I wanted you to stay. Anyone hear me? 
reaching out, but there's no one around. Tell me when I'm falling. Tell me when I land. Will I make a sound? Will anyone help me? Anyone care? This burden is too much to bear. Tearing at a fight for when it feels like I've lost it all. I'll swear that I'm okay, but I won't.